You are listening to a roundup of my posts in Anchor this week. I'd love to hear from you, so please feel free to call into the station. And thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to my Anchor channel. My name is Shailen Jasani. I'm a veterinary emergency and critical care specialist specializing in dogs and cats based out of the United Kingdom. I'm also the founder of The Ralph Site, which is a non-profit pet bereavement resource uh, based around a website and a private Facebook group. I'm also currently in the process down a long journey of setting up my own specialist multidisciplinary small animal referral center in the United Kingdom to the west of London in the southeast. And um, I've also become quite passionate in recent years about entrepreneurship, culture, motivation, happiness, compassion. Um, so in this Anchor channel, I plan to, I guess, kind of use it as an audio log, really. So just charting some of the things I get up to every day, uh, questions that I get asked about veterinary information and education, things I come across to do with pet bereavement. Um, going forward, I'll be charting some of my journey as we continue to found the Ralph, which is the uh, referral center and a variety of other things, really just anything that comes to mind. So I hope you find it interesting. Thanks for listening. And um, of course, do call in and send me any questions or comments. And I'd love to hear from you. As an entrepreneur and founder, it's often said that you have to turn your hands to uh, many different things. And despite being a Sunday, today was no um, exception to that rule for me. So the day started by me drafting um, a strategic report for our company, the company that's going to be setting up the referral center in the United Kingdom um, as a publicly listed company. We have to produce a strategic report that gets included in our annual report when we undergo uh, auditing of our accounts. Um, so this was the first for me to draft a strategic report for a company um, and then spend some time reviewing some of our most recent um, financial projections uh, with a view to completing some fundraising that we need to do in the next few months. And then in a complete pivot in activity, but classic entrepreneur style, I then spent the next few hours working on social media activities, did some designs for some images that I wanted to share. Um, the first was the first task was around veterinary physiotherapy and more specifically prehabilitation. So many people would have heard of rehabilitation, but this was um, about prehabilitation where you provide physical therapy before, for example, an animal's going to undergo a surgical procedure, um, which basically gets them used to having those the physiotherapy done and also, you know, um, puts the body in a better condition for recovery uh, after the surgery. But then the next thing I did was to create an image around pet bereavement. As I mentioned in, in the introduction, um, I run a non-profit pet bereavement resource. And uh, on this occasion, I was preparing an image around when is the right time to euthanize a dog or a cat. Um, and one, one suggestion on how to make that decision is really to keep things quite simple and just to monitor the progress of the animal on a daily basis and essentially to say that um, when he or she appears to be having more bad days than good ones, um, then that might be the time to call it a day for them, as it were.
sprinkled with some uh, domestic <laughs> domestic chores, which you can never escape from. Um, I also found some time, actually during the chores, to listen to some podcasts, which I must admit I'm a real fan of, and the audio medium has been a really valuable learning resource for me. Um, as you can listen to podcasts, learn, and benefit from other people's uh, education and experiences whilst performing other tasks, such as domestic chores. Um, so again, no surprise, quite a variety in the nature of the podcast. I first listened to a couple of the ones by Gimlet Media, um, Startup and The Pitch, basically all about entrepreneurs, founders, investment, new businesses, that sort of thing. But then finished off the podcast listening session with a complete twist into human, uh, I guess, emergency and critical care medicine and a discussion about drugs that we call vasopressors uh, that basically help when you've got um, very low blood pressure. And uh, needless to say, the day is pretty much carried, carried on with this kind of somewhat varied uh, experiences. But it's all good and all part of founder life. Um, I just wanted to leave you with a thought around legacy. And I wonder if you ever think about what yours might be. There is a quote by Maya Angelou in which she says, your legacy will be every life that you touch. Your legacy will be every life that you touch. And this quote tells us that it's not so much about the isolated accomplishments or grand gestures, as important as those might seem. In fact, it is the sum of the many everyday interactions we have and the regular behaviours that we display, which is what forms our legacy. And I must admit, I'm pretty convinced by that thesis. Anyway, so thank you for listening and um, further update tomorrow, no doubt, on what will no doubt be another highly varied uh, day in the life of a founder, entrepreneur, veterinary surgeon, educator, pet bereavement support provider. Take care. Bye. Hey, how you doing? So another long and uh, fun day of hustling and grinding. Um, actually, to be fair, last night was a late one because um, I got a message from somebody that I actually met online through my pet bereavement website. Um, she's based up in Glasgow and her friend, sorry, her dog, um, is actually taken really poorly. He was castrated a few days ago during the week and um, developed quite a lot of illness yesterday. It's always very difficult with these situations. I'm a specialist in emergency and critical care. And dogs with problems like his are, are what I specialize in. But obviously I'm hundreds of miles away and um, not not around, not able to see the dog and so on. And so you're very much relying on secondhand information. Um, she was trying to get in contact with her emergency veterinary surgery, but um, was having some difficulties in that regard. And to be fair, I you know, I suggested that she needed to have him seen by the vets because I, I was quite worried by the information that she was providing me. Um, but as is often the case with these situations, she did also have, you know, financial concerns. And obviously, pet health care is almost all private. And in that regard, um, you know, finances are an, a reality, really. They have to be a consideration and people often struggle with them. Um, and so I think there was that. So I think there were other reasons why she was hesitant about getting him seen. But ultimately, she did take him to the vets and... Um, you know, I've had a couple of updates from her over the day today. I say it is very difficult because, um, you know, I'd love to have been closer by and been able to be involved in some way, but I couldn't be. So 
So there we are. Um, <clears throat> other things of interest today, I spent some time working on our operational plan. The Ralph is going to be a large multidisciplinary small animal specialist referral center, um, starting with about 60 people at launch. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of operational stuff that needs to be taken care of. So I spent some time, you know, working on those plans. And then I also have um, a small animal emergency medicine app that's been available actually for a few years now, but only as an iOS version. Um, and we have had an Android version developed, but it's been sitting and waiting for me to review it for quite some time now. Um, and thankfully today I finally made a start, so at least it's uh, some progress and hopefully I can get that released in the next few weeks once I've checked it all through. Um, so yeah, and just the usual mix of social media and emailing and all that kind of stuff that um, that is, you know, busy life. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on as well today was leadership, really, because, um, you know, I'm a first-time CEO, founder, um, and going through this interesting transition of having never had employees in the past to now having to a small group of team members. Um, but when the hospital opens, that will suddenly escalate to, you know, 59 other people or so. And um, I think people find various aspects of the whole founder um, journey challenging. I must admit that thankfully I'm not somebody that is um, prone to stress and so on. I'm pretty relaxed and detached about most things in life. Um, so, you know, thankfully I'm in a pretty good, pretty good shape despite uh, a lot of hard work and a lot of moving plates. Um, but I do think that one of the most interesting parts of the challenge is this engagement with people. And obviously some founders have the opportunity to scale their business from a small number of people to more people over a period of time. Uh, we're going to go from a small group to 60 people basically overnight. Um, and so I think that's definitely going to be one of the interesting, more interesting parts of the um, the process is the whole working with a, you know, a team and engaging with people. And I do think that those are more challenging aspects than just the operational um, and type of stuff that we have to do. So that's um, that's certainly something that I think is part of the, the learning to be a leader role um, is how you engage and, and manage with different people in your team. Um, but I'm sure I'll you know talk a lot about uh, culture and leadership and team engagement and so on um, in these uh, brief posts as we go forward. I wanted to just leave you with something that I saw by Simon Sinek today. I'm sure you would have heard of him. Uh, he's pretty famous in the whole business world. Um, and the quote is, working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. I'll just leave you with that and I'll catch you tomorrow. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, so I hope you're doing well and uh, had a good day. Um, I had a day of meetings, really, um, which uh, a few years ago would have been an odd thing for me to say, but nowadays is much more commonplace. Um, main one was around a property that we're looking at as a probable site for possible site for the hospital. And, uh, you know, it's one of those scenarios of high rise building in sort of um, the square mile in London, a bunch of people in suits sat around a big conference table. Um, the kind of atmosphere and environment and setting that, uh, you know, some years ago would have been very unusual for me, but um, now is, uh, you know, an experience I've had many times. Um, lots of discussions and questions and answers about um, 
the veterinary sector, the site, and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of interesting. And then um, a very different one-on-one -on -one coffee meeting about a potential business opportunity that um, is still very embryonic at this stage, uh, related to but not necessarily part of um, the referral centre idea. So that was kind of interesting as well. Um, an old guy that's sort of struggling really with his uh, legacy and succession and basically needs someone to help him out essentially. And um, if if it makes, you know, good commercial sense to do that, then I absolutely um, hope to be able to. Um, something I wanted to just touch on briefly today was the whole question of perseverance. A lot of people say that, um, you know, when they're asked what do they think is the most important ingredient to being an entrepreneur, they'll often say, you know, perseverance and never giving up, um, which I say definitely don't disagree with. Um, it certainly can be a very, very long journey with lots of knockbacks and no's and, and, you know, that's all very sort of well-trodden history. Um, and the idea is that you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going until you'll get there. Um, and, you know, there's people that have given up just before they were about to make it. There's people that kept going, took themselves to the brink of ruin, um, emotionally, financially, and so on, and we're never going to make it and, and everything in between. But what I wanted to say, I guess, was that in some ways I wish people would um, switch the paradigm on that, really, because I guess my view on this is I don't really view it in those ways. I mean, for sure, it's grueling and it's relentless and it's work day after day after day, often with objectively not much certainty. Um, but I think if one can learn to actually detach from the process enjoy the journey, be in every day, don't be attached to the outcome, and rather than viewing it as some emotional roller coaster experience that you have to grind through, um, you know, actually just be detached and level and grounded and just keep going. And I know it's easy to say, and it's one of those things that's kind of hard to explain to people that live in a different kind of more emotionally invested, stressed kind of state and really feel all of the ups and downs. Um, I'm not like that and I you know some of that has come from just my natural personality and some of it has come from a fair amount of you know I guess works the wrong word but um time you know learning and understanding a bit more about the power of now living in the moment and being detached and perspective and all those kinds of things and I don't think that it's true to say that you have to be emotionally invested and get very stressed and so on in order to work very, very hard. And some people do argue that they need that kind of um, challenge in order to keep them motivated. Uh, personally, I don't. And I think it's a lot less, um, uses a lot less energy <laughs> if you don't just sort of waste some of that energy on being stressed and anxious and fearful and all those kinds of things. So I basically just work very, very hard, but it's all couched with the sort of lens of being to some degree detached from the outcome which might sound weird given how much effort is going into the outcome uh, and also not, not living it in a kind of emotional sense. Um, but, you know, being a sort of observer to the experience and just, you know, taking it for what it is, seeing the journey for what it is and being very, very comfortable with the uncertainty. But it's a kind of being at both ends of the extreme because on the one hand there's uncertainty and on the other hand I have absolutely no doubt about that the outcome is going to be what it's meant to be and that it's going to be a purpose and, and great. 
Anyway, I'll leave you with that slightly rambling uh, thought and catch you soon. Take care. Bye. Today is Wednesday, the 28th of June, 2017. Thanks for stopping by. So, another good day today. Um, bit of a mishmash as usual of various things going on. Um, just grinding, as Gary Vee likes to say. Um, probably one of the most interesting things today was as we continue to secure a site for the referral centre, um, I'm getting a good education in negotiation of commercial site terms. Um, until recent times, again, this was something that I had no previous experience of. Um, and so it's been really interesting to see how the different parties and the different sites and what their various perspectives and priorities are um, and, you know, how the process of the negotiations are conducted. Um, one of those things, I think, that once you've done it a few times, you become very familiar with the whole experience. But to begin with, it's um, it's a little bit unfamiliar. Thankfully, we're working with a very um, astute and uh, clever agent who's doing a great job for us. So that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing is I had an idea today, which I think isn't what I'm going to do, is these short segments that um, I'm recording in Anchor. Um, you'll you'll know, I'm sure, that in Anchor you can export the audio segments, or indeed your whole station, I think, um, to an audio file that you can download. I think I'm going to do that and then merge the files from every week into a weekly podcast episode which will obviously therefore last around about 20 minutes or so um and hopefully that will you know help to galvanize um some audience around the podcast because i'm very keen to try and build a little bit of a community around other people in the veterinary sector that are doing entrepreneurial type things starting their own businesses and so on and i think that there's probably a a niche for that kind of stuff um so yes, I think I'm going to do that and uh, hopefully we'll launch that podcast in a week or two. I wanted to touch briefly today on self-care. Um, one of the things that, you know, I think it's very important to do when you're on this kind of a long journey is to try and make sure that you take the best care you can of yourself. And that's obviously easier said than done because invariably um, there's a lot of stuff to do around the job and the work and the founding of a project and so on. Um, and sometimes it can be difficult to convince yourself that it's worth spending the time on self-care. Um, and then, of course, there are various components to that self-care. So there are physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, one of the things that people, you know, it's a bit of a sort of cliche thing to say, really, but I think it is said that a lot of very successful people have a morning routine, for example, um, that they do by ha as, as a habit every single day. Um, and often that comprises a combination of, or all of, um, some exercise, uh, maybe some affirmations, some meditation, some reading, maybe some journaling. Um, you know, so a selection of of different things. And obviously everyone has their routine that works for them. I must admit that for a while I was doing a morning routine quite um, 
quite habitually really but in more recent times it's become a lot more sporadic and maybe I'm kidding myself and maybe I should go back to doing it because you know it certainly did feel pretty good although as I as I sort of mentioned previously I feel pretty good all the time anyway these days but um certainly something to think about and um you know so today for example I went to the gym and it's not something I do as often as I would like to but certainly um you know I do try and make sure we do some exercise several times a week as a minimum um because you know it's just it's undoubtedly that it, that it's good for you and I always feel you know pretty good afterwards so it's one of those things that um it's hard to slip by the other thing is um you know I'm a vegan for moral reasons um a matter of justice to me but um there's also growing a body of evidence about the health benefits of plant-based nutrition um and of course diet is another part of the big factor of self-care Anyway, so that's what I'm going to leave you with today, and uh, thanks for stopping by, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Today is Thursday, the 29th of June, 2017. Thanks for stopping by once again. Today there was a couple of things that came to mind, actually. One was the issue of financial education. Um, certainly when I was in vet school, and I think probably for many people still, there's very little or no training around the subjects of business, financials, uh, understanding how to run a business, understanding how to read financial statements and so on. And obviously a lot of veterinary practitioners, veterinary nurses and close family are in essence small business owners, medium business owners. Um, and even in these day and age when corporatization in the veterinary sector is a growing phenomenon, a lot of people are still in joint venture partnerships where they are, or at least should be ultimately still responsible for the performance financially of their business. And one of the things that, um, you know, I think people are not, don't do very well and aren't educated in is the ability to be able to read financial statements and make some sense of them and know how to interpret them. And, you know, to some extent, I include myself in this because I think one of the places where I definitely needed to be doing some more work is in educating myself financially. I think I've definitely made progress in the last two to three years, uh, especially probably in the last 12 months or so, gotten a lot better at, um, you know, being able to look at profit and loss accounts and balance sheets and so on. But I would be lying if I said that I felt totally comfortable or indeed felt like I could understand all of that information. And of course, you know, when you're involved in running a business, when you're a director, an owner, a founder, um, it's one thing to absolve that responsibility to advisors and people that you work with. But as much as possible, I would argue that, you know, we should be able to understand that information ourselves. So I think financial education is one of those areas that I definitely can do better in. And I think probably a lot of other people can too. And I would urge you know, people to do that. <clears throat> the other thing um, today, I, I guess I wanted to talk about the financial stuff because we had our, um, I mentioned in, in an earlier episode about doing some, a strategic report for our annual audit. And uh, we had our audit meeting this afternoon where we signed off the various documentations. And we then had another meeting where we were looking at some accounts for another business. And so that's why it's a kind of front and center topic for today. 
the other thing I wanted to mention was um, about open-mindedness, really. Um, this evening I was at a veterinary practice doing some in-house uh, CPD. It was quite informal, so we agreed there weren't be any slides or anything like that. It was very much me just standing and chatting in a group discussion to, I don't know, there might have been 10 or 12 people there, um, vets and nurses from within the practice. And really, I've been asked to come and talk to them because one of the vets there is aware that they are not doing uh, fluid resuscitation around animals that are in shock. And so giving them appropriate fluid therapy in the right way and that she felt like they could benefit from having that information and having that discussion. And, you know, I think the evening went very well. It was very um, good natured and nice and interactive, which is how I always hope it will be. But it's certainly very interesting because if you go in and you are talking to people that are, you know, some of have been working for quite a long time and you're basically saying, well, look, unless you tell me otherwise, I don't think you are doing something particularly well. And if you don't do that element of this very well, I can't see how you can do emergency medicine very well. And obviously you do your best to couch that in. Um, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty honest, to be honest, and transparent about those kinds of things. So I sort of say it. But I think if you have the right energy and you have the right intention, then hopefully people take it the right way. And, and the group this evening very much were like that. So they took it very well. We had a good, candid, honest conversation. And they basically demonstrated, at least most of them, that they were open-minded about how they think they could improve. And indeed, when I left, you know, they all seemed quite enthused and excited about that. And I think that's great because some people are just very, very dogmatic and closed off to learning. And obviously we sort of say it all the time about lifelong learning. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, thanks for stopping by again and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Today is Friday the 30th of June uh, 2017. Only just as it's uh, very, very close to midnight. Um, so first thing today is uh, carrying on the theme from yesterday of financial education. I learned a new word today, um, and no doubt in these episodes every so often I will uh, drop another financial word bomb on you. Um, actually, I say I learned a new word. It's not a new word, but I didn't know that it had a second meaning. And that word is amortization. So amortization um, is a routine decrease in the value of an intangible asset. And where I had encountered it was in the context of EBITDA which is a measure of a company's value essentially and amortization is included in that acronym um, but it turns out that amortization is also the process of paying off uh, generally a debt over time through regular payments so such as paying off a lease or a loan or that sort of thing so amortization there's a new word if you've not um, come across it other things to mention today um, I'm starting to notice a little bit more online that there's a little bit more conversation about um, people taking their dogs to work with them. And generally it's referring to offices um, that I seem to be seeing this arising. But, um, you know, people are, are sort of cottoning on to the fact that taking your dog to work with you might actually be um, a pleasant thing to do and good for the team and so on. Um, of course, it does pose some challenges in, in somewhere like a veterinary hospital where pretty much everybody that works there 
will have one and often more than one dog. Um, that said, presumably not everybody would be keen to bring their dog to work, but that just takes a little bit of thought in terms of how you would logistically handle um, that scenario. But all of that is said in the backdrop of the fact that, um, you know, certainly as far as I can tell, there's very good reasons for taking dogs to work with you. And I can't see many for not really, as long as the company's set up in a way that um, that you can do. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on today was um, just this notion of SaaS, and SaaS basically stands for Software as a Service. And you might say, Shaden, what the hell do I care about SaaS? Well, it's interesting to me how um, there's a SaaS solution for pretty much everything nowadays. So one of the things that I'm keen to do as the founder of a new referral center is to try and make sure that I stay as engaged as possible with every member of the team. And obviously that number of team members is going to grow from what at the moment is a very small group to, you know, very quickly um, a number of sort of 60 odd and then over time into triple digits. And how does one individual potentially stay engaged with all of those people, keep open lines of communication and, you know, have a, have some component of a, a personal stroke private relationship with them where they feel comfortable engaging with you and so on um and i don't know i haven't, I haven't solved that problem that yet and no doubt it'll be a bit of trial and error as we go forward and i will do my best to make sure that i that it happens but anyway so back to SaaS. so it turns out that um there is software that can try to help you to do these sorts of things where you can for example using software um to communicate with team members on a regular basis, be that weekly or fortnightly, you, you choose the frequency and you can have a selection of questions about how they're doing, how they're feeling, what are their challenges, do they want to feedback anything to you, those kinds of things. Now, obviously, these things are only valuable if you actually follow through and do something with them, but um, it's pretty cool to know that there are such solutions out there that might facilitate, um, you know, the aspiration of staying engaged with all members of the team, even if it's a big team. The last thing I wanted to leave you with was, I guess, a little bit of a negative, really. But, um, you know, my my mum is kind of um, quite elderly, almost 80 now. And she, like so many other people um, in the sort of UK, in the UK developed world where medicine is supposed to be, you know, advanced and cutting edge, I seem to end up on so many drugs. Um, you know, I was talking to my mum today and again, she's got another problem. And the doctor just want to throw throw drugs at her, which will add to another whole lot of drugs that she's already taking for a myriad of other problems. It did make me wonder, really, that when you've got little time, uh, etc., um, this focus on drugs, drugs, drugs all the time is not what I would necessarily think is valuable. Anyway, i got to go. It's uh, running out of time here, so thanks for listening, and I'll catch you after the weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.